Ask him anything. Our auto expert, Nick Miles, has an answer. Direct message your questions at our auto expert on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Our auto expert, Nick Miles. Oh, it's locally created, nationally celebrated from the northwest to the southeast. This is the World's Car Radio Show. If it has a throttle, we'll feature it on air, online, on smartphone, or on smart speaker. This is our auto expert, where two million Americans get their automotive news daily. We also daily have <coughs> clapping monkey. I just, it's part of what I do, Nick. You clapping monkey. I get a dollar for every clap. And you know the only part about the clapping monkey I think is impressive? What, the symbols? No, there's not a sandwich between your hand. Ah, <laughs> right. I already ate it. Uh, you did. Um, it's the strange things that go through my head all the time. Uh, you nobody needs to know about but one of the strange things that went through my head and if you are living under a rock in the middle of the desert you will know this but we have um i am one step closer to being king of england this this year like a full step a full step closer because um her majesty queen elizabeth um the second passed away and uh that means i'm just one step closer I might be 66 millionth from the throne, but I am one step closer to being king of England. If there was like an apocalypse, you'd be the one standing champion. What was that uh, TV show? Um, what was that TV show where they did the uh, that really the guy becomes president of the United States? There was a TV show that did yeah, that? Yeah, where he was like the last remaining. Everyone was killed. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I, Everyone, yes. Everyone's like shouting at their radio now. Yeah, yeah. It's he was like so far down. He was like an engineer or something No, stupid. no, he was like like a new member of Congress or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he was yeah. a secretary of education. Yep, and then boom. Yeah, yeah. And you're became, the president. Yeah, that's kind of what would have to happen if I was going to become king of England. But on a much bigger scale. <laughs> <laughs> the whole country would have to be wiped. Uh, let's not even go there. So, obviously, we have King Charles III officially proclaimed King of England. He will be crowned in about 18 months. Don't even get into what it would take for him to be crowned. But one of the weird things that went through my brain is they have this amazing collection of cars uh, at the royal households around, mm. the, around the country, around the world, around Scotland, I Northern Ireland, Wales... United Kingdom, England. All of it? All of it. So I was thinking, do they have to go and re-register them all? Like, does Charles have to, like, fill out all this paperwork and send them to the British version of the DMV yeah, the to, take, to take them out of, uh, um, you know, Auntie Elizabeth's or his mum's name, uh, Queen Elizabeth's name? And put them into his name. Can you imagine if he's in line? I have to change these from my mom. Yeah. <laughs> he takes a number at the DMV. In England, it's like the Swan, uh, Swansea, uh, where they do it all. In, in Wales, they have them registered. Does, do you think he has to like get in line and re-register them all? Can you imagine being the desk clerk that says, can I see your ID? Do you imagine the pile? <laughs> they probably have... I mean, you know they're specially registered and they have a guy for that. And there's probably, you know... You probably call somebody calls them up and go, um, "Hello, uh, oh, good morning, sir. Is this the palace hall? Yes, sir. We'd like to re-register everything in King Charles's name. Yes, sir. We'll do it immediately. It'll be done in three minutes." And uh, you know that's happening. But ultimately, if he was a commoner, 
He'd have this massive style of re-rate, and it would take like three days to do it, and everybody in line would be going, come on! Yeah, because I think they do everything like like Gringotts Bank and stamp everything. Yeah, they probably do. There's goblins in Swansea in England that physically have to sign every piece of paper and go to Vault 473 <laughs> and get it out <laughs> with the little rail carts, oh, the mining carts. It's funny, but that's probably, uh, that's what went through my mind to re-register all their Land Rovers and Jaguars and, and Rolls Royces. The paperwork headache. So I was supposed to go to England yeah. on a secret mission in my other job. Um, and the dates now fall on the date of the funeral. I can't tell you what the mission is because obviously it's classified. But they canceled my mission. They can't. Well, yeah, the queen, the queen is no longer. Yeah, so but, but it's going to fall on the activity. it's going to fall on the funeral. So the mission's been canceled. I got a text from Mission Control and said, your mission is off. You have to be, we'll, uh, a mission will happen again once um, Her Majesty has been laid to rest. Can you talk about MI6 stuff? No. I can't. But uh, we can talk about the cars in the Royal Fleet. I mean, you've been researching that this week. Her limo was insane. That thing, so one of the big things that I took from it, I mean, I could talk for hours about the, the Bentley limo that they gave her, but one of the things that really stood out to me was that in an instant, it can be hermetically sealed in case of biological warfare. Yep. I mean, you can live in that thing pretty much. Yep. The tires, good luck trying to break those or pop them. Not even a missile. Yeah. Blast-resistant um, doors. Yep. Stuff on the inside, too. Like, if for some reason... You did make a chink in the armor. There's a whole nother... I mean, there's just so much to it. And that, these are the only things that are publicly um, available. Right. And that's the thing, too. Like, if they're if they're letting us know to that degree what it can do, then there's an equal amount that we have no idea that it can do. Things I can tell you are blood supply, which is carried on board, oxygen supply, which is carried on board. Oh, yeah. Yeah, all those type of things. That's insane. Yep. And I bet everyone in that car is trained to be able to administer all that stuff. No, to be not able to everybody. Do it. No? No. At y least your one. No. Your driver is trained in basic uh, stuff, but there's also a ceiling between um, certain compartments in the car. So if someone gets into the front compartment, they they cannot necessarily get into the rear compartment. Yeah, and you have to know how to open up everything. It's not just like a normal car where you right. hit a button and the door opens. Yes. Yeah, there's. Have you ever been into stores where you think you can just get behind the counter and you see a handle and you turn it? It doesn't open the door. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very much like that. The door handle is not the door handle. Yeah. In a lot of cases. And the door handle's platinum, covered in Kevlar, and now that you touched it, you just took poison on your hand. No, not quite like that, because <laughs> you don't want anyone dying accidentally. That's oh. a big thing. Yeah. No. But um, I have. I can tell you about things like uh, the BMW X5. Uh, protection division mm -hmm. i mean they have a hydrogen version of that vehicle and they blow it up to make sure the hydrogen tank doesn't explode so they they actually physically put c5 on it and blow it up wow. to make sure that the hydrogen tank wouldn't explode if there's a bomb under the car and i have been uh, let me see how i phrase this there is a vehicle post-incident mm -hmm. that I have 
had my hands on. No, there is a vehicle post incident that has been experienced. Okay. That survived so the so well that the customer survived uh-huh. that they repurchased one immediately because they were attacked with the intention of having their life terminated and the attackers failed mm. because of the X5 BMW X5 protection and so they immediately bought another one I saw a, I with think grenades with grenades yeah. you mean it yeah. If you use a grenade. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's the same BMW, but I watched a BMW take AK-47 shots to the windshield. Yeah. Like nothing. That's, that's, that's like fairly tics. mild. Yeah. Tic Tacs. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. But the idea is you don't do it repeatedly. I mean, they, they will only survive so many. Yeah. He did say that. Like, right. you need to get out of the way. Like, right. eventually it'll get through. Now, I asked when Ford came out with their police edition, I asked Ford if I could sit in their police edition and have them take a shot at the window, and it would protect me, and they wouldn't let me do it. I would have done it. You know, I know they wouldn't let me do it. I asked to do it. They wouldn't let me sit in the car and have a sniper take a shot at me. I would have shot at you. I know you would. You shot at me without a Kevlar (laughs) windshield, whatever. Um, They wouldn't let it happen because, you you know, who at Ford wouldn't let it happen? The CEO. Lawyers. Come on, lawyers. Lawyers. Live a little. Yeah, that's what they wanted me to do, live a little. (laughs) (laughs) Just a little. Uh, Just a little. Um, You have a top five today. I got one, one of the, an iconic car, I would say. Potentially iconic, soon to be iconic. Kind of. It's, 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 it's a, it's in the discussions for Hall of Fame. Okay. Oh, wow. That's, it sounds like it's going to get a stamp of approval. Mm, Maybe. Maybe, and maybe stamp of approval. Perhaps. Uh, the Acura Integra coming up from Automatic Andy. We also are going to talk to Mike Cadell. He's my pal, my buddy. Um, we agree on <coughs> some things. And uh, he. <laughs> we're going to discuss electric. Huge news, huge news from Jeep this week. We're going to make that a feature of the show today. Um, I will say that Lexus have come out with their new RX. My TV segment will run Monday across multiple TV stations and about 200 markets um, digitally about the new Lexus RX. If there is one, this is their bread and butter vehicle, their SUV. The new Lexus RX, they nailed it. And when I say nailed it, they, I'm, I'm, I can only find one thing that I don't like about this vehicle. They absolutely nailed this vehicle. Yeah, it's, perfect. It, it's, it's probably the best vehicle Lexus have ever built. Uh, Jeff is going to be here from Kia to talk about the EV6 GT. I love the EV6 out of the three manufacturers, um, which are all under the same umbrella, Lexus, um, Hyundai, and Genesis. Mm -hmm. The EV6, as the member of that family, is probably my favorite, and I've been waiting for the GT version forever. It competes very closely with one of its counterparts. Um, So there's that. Uh, the Jeep news, though, is probably going to dominate because they rolled out their electric plan, and boy, was it a mouth dropper. If you think he's an automotive intellectual, you should try his spicy peanut butter chicken. 
our auto expert, Nick Miles. Catch up with those shows. You can also listen to all of our historic radio shows and, of course, read insider stories and watch the videos that we all make at ourautoexpert.com. It's where two million Americans get their automotive news daily. I'm your host, Nick Miles, along with Automatic Andy. And joining us is Mike Cadell on the phone. Um, you've been you've been electrifying. You're out on bikes today, aren't you? With your uh, with your son uh, getting all muddy and having fun. Mm, not we're out. We're uh, not quite on bikes. We are in uh, a Bronco today oh. and checking out some. We're kind of doing a pre-run of some some backcountry roads here uh, west of Nashville. So we're pulled over. I'm, when I say I'm kind of looking at some backcountry roads let's we'll just call it hey look backcountry roads andy that's what we're that's what we're looking at right now hear banjo music bo and luke duke bo and luke duke are going to come around the corner and in in a minute in the general lee and you're just going to hear and it's be like they're running moonshine but yeah guys it's uh you know it's it's been a crazy week so i I just want, Andy, I want to give this to you. Okay. 811 pounds feet of torque, 610 horsepower, oh. and a 0 to 60 in 3.6 seconds, as Nick knows. I am very, very skeptical of the infrastructure around electric vehicles, but I'm not skeptical around the products. The products are great. I was in a BMW iX M60 this week, and uh, my son, who is, said he's not going to say anything on on the radio is sitting right next to me listening in and we were in that vehicle and i put it in sport mode and i hadn't done that yet and so i turned to my son and i said watch this and as i i hit it i i didn't have my head or his head back against the headrest and i it, it threw me back so hard andy that i actually had a mildly pinched nerve in my neck be- because of the force oh man that's worth the tylenol though how's your kid He's fine. Yeah, he's either like he's like I'm fine, man. Yeah. He's like, man, can you do that again? And I'm yeah. like, yeah. I can do yeah, that. he's young. He'll be all right. Yeah, it's like when when you get old, you can't do that to yourself. But kids just bounce. I'm telling you, man, <laughs> sport mode will change your life. That thing is delicious. It's uh, yeah, it is. And I think you know, I think what's really interesting about that vehicle is that um, it's it's very easy for an automaker to fall in this cycle of creating a product that that has to look electric. And I think that's what's unique about this. Other than the the grill, the you know traditional kidney stone, um, kidney, kidney stone, bean, kidney <laughs> shape, kidney. Hey, I got a kidney stone. Um, that signature kidney shaped uh, front grill. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that's all that kind of says electric on it. But it's they're calling it a sport activity vehicle, which I think is also pretty cool. Um, I I, re- I, t- I called Nick right after I was driving i'm like look i really like this vehicle i don't like the price but i like that vehicle yeah I, it's the little things for me I, I think it looks not tough but the blue line around everything to kind of show that it's electric is kind of cool like you're, you're part of the cool kid club yeah it was the first thing my son pointed out he's all dad check out this blue line that wraps the vehicle i think that's pretty pretty cool yeah it's the little I, things i think there is a lot of stuff on that vehicle that is very cool i the size is kind of strange like it's very boxy, but it's sort of it's bigger than a lot of their vehicles that are sold today. It's actually longer, taller than yeah. most everything. 
It's an electric version of the AMG GLE 53 that I'd had the week before. Like, they have that same kind of, hey, I'm not a crossover, I'm not a sedan, I'm not a sport utility vehicle. I'm kind of this this kind of touring, sporty thing. And I, I enjoyed it. You know, the, the I don't know, Andy, you're talking like you really spent a lot of time in it, so I'm going to direct all my questions at you. The, the moonroof, the panorama moonroof on it did it change colors based on the, the the sun the ambient color outside i thought it did too i tripped the whole time I'm like man i either need to sit down I and tripped. take a nap or this car is amazing it's so it has those yeah. it has those electrical particles in it where if you get that upgrade it can actually uh filter the sun out uh, but I um, I think you have to have it activated so it can filter the sun out. Uh, it doesn't do it automatically, but if it's on, it'll filter the sun out. Yeah, I hear you, Mike. It was impressive. It was impressive. What was also impressive was the range. Um, what's unique about that vehicle, you know, you'll get in some vehicles, and when you go from a normal mode to a sport mode to an eco mode, what happens is you'll see your range deplete on the screen, which I guess is a good thing, but in that vehicle, it never depleted, and I never felt any form of range anxiety. And that, that was also kind of a testament. You know, I think as we learn more about electric vehicles, the vehicles themselves are going to get great and better and more efficient and more cost-effective. I posted up on my one of my social threads this week about my frustration around the infrastructure here in Nashville. And uh, uh, one of the guys who's over at General Motors who runs kind of that division was like, you got to clear your filters so you can see it all. And I did that. And it opened up all these electric places that I can charge. But again, they weren't high speed and high capacity. Yeah. And that is like the most critical thing that I just, every time I'm on, either with you or talking to me, I'm like, you got to make it readily available at home, on the road, wherever you're at. That's the biggest problem. You shouldn't be buying an electric vehicle unless it's it, there are an infrastructure systems available at your work, at your home, or where you plan to travel to. And a lot of people get interested in electric before they look at infrastructure, and that's a mistake. Correct. Yeah, I had a really good conversation with Dan Barbosa, who is with Ford Motor Company uh, a week and a half ago. I was in Detroit, and we were talking about how Ford has divided up its gas division versus its electric division. And it was just really interesting. You know, Dan had said, we've got some news coming out around the Detroit show, and we got off on a around trucks. And, you know, he said, look, when it comes to trucks, like whether it's the F-150 all the way up to the 350 and 450, like in Texas, you know, even places like Tennessee, it really doesn't matter. I guess it's not even geographically as much anymore. But, you know, there are people that need trucks. You're yeah. hauling. You yeah. are, you know, you're going to, they're never, you're going to need them always. You're going to need to be able to pull distance and be able to, to use gas to, yeah. to fill up. And I think what a lot of Americans, or a lot of people outside of America forget to uh, remember is that this is a country that you could fit the entire a European continent inside the United States. America's fastest growing automotive radio show. Our auto expert, Nick Miles. This is our auto expert radio show on Facebook and Twitter, Instagram. You can start a conversation with us. Ask us a car question. Just direct messages at our auto expert. Our auto expert is where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. All right, Mike's still with us. We were talking about his uh, electric excitement with the iX M60. 
it's probably more excitement and uh, electricity was the the second portion of it but Jeep have uh, had a big news conference this week in which they announced a worldwide plan to uh, move, I would say, slowly into electrification. Um, they're not going to make the huge jump, but are going to make a lot of their vehicles uh, electric in the next two or three years. I think the biggest news from Jeep was that they are the number one plug-in hybrid uh, vehicle. They have the number one plug-in hybrid vehicle in North America with the Wrangler 4xe. And I know that's a coveted title that everybody's been chasing for a long time. Um, but it didn't take them more than 18 months to actually win that title, which is kind of impressive, but just really shows that Americans love the great outdoors and they sort of want to do it in small steps, don't they, Mike? Agreed. Yeah, I you know Jeep is just synonymous with off roading and adventure, and I think you know people are still going to continue to buy their products. You know, when you look at a big automaker, one of the big three, they have the ability to manufacture at a significantly faster and higher rate than other automakers. So with the Jeep 4xe, you know it's it's and if you look at you know the majority of Jeeps are actually not used for off roading like we're doing today. They're actually used for pavement pounding around town. So if you can kind of have your cake and eat it too with a plug-in hybrid, you can have electric capability around town and still the ability to go off-road um, with some gas support as well. Um, I'm a I'm a big 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 fan of plug-in hybrids. I I would love for automakers instead of going all electric, I would love for them to go more plug-in first because I I just believe that. The American psyche around vehicles, we're not a very good society at taking mandates and change really fast, right? Hey, you have to take the COVID vaccine. It doesn't matter whether you agree or not, you have to take it, right? You got half the population that wants to do it and the other half that's like, we're not doing it. And it's kind of the same thing with electric. It's like you have a good pop, a percentage of the population that want an electric vehicle. And then you have the other half that are like, I will not. Go into so a great happy medium is a plug-in hybrid. I've owned two of them. Of course, uh, I will say C Max, C Max, C Max three times on air. Uh, my <laughs> Ford C Max is amazing, um, and, and I loved that vehicle. And I think plug-in hybrids have a great place uh, in the mix with this. Um, there's a little misunderstanding around California. You know, oh, all electric by thirty thirty-five. I I do think it's kind of an outlandish political politically charged statement, but. Um, plug-in hybrids are part of that. I think so, well, the other thing that's missed a lot of times is materials-wise, plug-in hybrids make so much more sense. To it, it will re- alleviate things like um, you know, the, the battery crisis, the the amounts of mining that we'll need to do because you can you can yeah. the size of a battery you can put instead of using a complete BEV vehicle, you could put the size of that battery in four different vehicles. Um, so therefore, yeah, you don't I, use I so much precious metals, and so that there's there's a much more ecological, uh, better idea to putting uh, uh, plug-in hybrids on the road. And, and that's sort of Toyota's idea, and that has been Jeep's idea up until now, and somewhat other other manufacturers as well. Um, so that it makes a lot more sense to move there slowly. And it's the same sort of story about the zero accidents by a certain date. You have great ideas about zero accidents with cars that cause zero accidents, but unfortunately, 
there you know by in 10 years time zero accidents are going to be almost impossible because there's still going to be a bunch of cars on the road that don't have that technology in them and they can hit each other or hit the zero accident car and so saying zero accident you've got to presume that every vehicle is going to be able to avoid every vehicle and you're not accounting for vehicles that aren't you know equipped with that or steer into other vehicles that don't have that uh mechanism in them so it, there's a lot of presumptions there i agree 100 percent. and you guys know i live really in my life by one word and that is pragmatic right i try and view everything through being prag putting a pragmatic tone to everything and so and as much as i i do bleed blue and love the ford brand I do believe that their strategy around technology, around electric vehicles, around gas vehicles, it is a strong message. And I do believe if I just look through my crystal ball, I think Ford will come out on top. My issue with General Motors is they're going all in, right? We're going to go all in and you're going to start losing part of your base uh, when you do that. And, and so I think that with all the pieces of technology, you know, one thing interesting, guys, is I kind of sit here on a true backcountry road watching a squirrel bury an acorn getting ready for winter and i'm looking at a house that's you know it's it's struggling a bit i mean i'm really out in the country is that the average cost of a vehicle right now is between 47 and forty-eight thousand dollars per kelly blue book and i can tell you and people on this road can't afford that right they if their air conditioning goes out they can't afford to fix their air conditioning so i think as far as we look at vehicles you know into the future we have to be pragmatic and how we offer them up to people so that, that we can make them more affordable. These people out here, they not only can't afford to get their air conditioning fixed, but if you do force them into an electric vehicle down the road, they're not going to be able to charge it. The grid, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm 300 yards from the 40 freeway because if I go another 100 yards up this road that I'm on right now, I will lose you in reception. So we have to just be smart about this and think about the whole as a country you know, it's not just L.A., it's not just New York, it's not just Chicago, it's not just Miami. I've been and come from the big city, and one thing great about the Nashville, Tennessee area is that it helps me realize that there is a side of this country that, that also needs to be represented when it comes to the auto industry. And this is definitely truck community and SUV community here. Yeah, and I think you're absolutely right. And those people also have to rely on what we're bringing out because they're probably not going to have infrastructure for maybe a decade plus um, where they live. That's right. And so they're That's going right. to rely on buying a used gas truck that may be five years old in a decade, right. in, in two decades. Right. And so they right. they need us to make gas trucks for 15 years because 20 years because yeah. they're going to be driving a one that's going to be made in 15 years time so correct you know there, hey, before we go because yeah. i know we're on a short run can i close out with two quick things well you, you've got you've got six minutes oh well then i'm going to spend all six minutes on this topic not okay. really um I, I didn't realize i had so much left um my condolences my british friend um to the loss of your queen um and i would say i'm the world's queen but um, to take that and turn it into an automotive story, um, hats off to Land Rover. I, you know, I've been watching. There's actually been four stories that I've seen in mainstream news about the affinity um, that the royal family has for Land Rover. Uh -huh. um, whether and I, I, I'm really excited. They were by the way. They were counting off the vehicles. I was uh, listening to 
Fox Business yesterday, and Stuart Barney, who is on Fox Business, is British, and he was talking about he was reading off the vehicles. It was it was amazing. It was like Range Rover Velar, Range Rover Sport, Range Rover HHR, Range Rover, and it was like this Land Land Rover Defender, Land Rover Defender One, Land Rover Defender Sixty. It was like, oh my goodness, they really do love that brand. The Queen actually had a great affinity to uh, Land Rovers, uh, especially the uh, Defender. And as late as last year, there are pictures of her driving a custom-built Defender around her estates. Um, Amazing. It's, it's strange to think that the day, I think maybe two days before she passed away, she worked a full day. And a full, a full day for her could be 16 hours. And she did that every day of her life. And uh, she, you know, exhausted herself quite regularly. Um, but her whole mantra was service to others. Um, and I don't know, we talked at the beginning of the show, which you didn't hear. We were wondering if Charles had to wander down to the British version of the DMV and re-register all those vehicles in his name. Yeah. Which was... <laughs> which was <laughs> Isn't that true? Yeah, yeah. it's... Uh, it's. It, I, I followed along with this. I, I love the. I love the fact that we still have something that we can like. We get to say King Charles, yeah. right? I mean, it's. It, it's just. It, it just is fun to say. Like, look at all the politics and whatever. I just on the like King Charles and, um, it's you know it's it's Prince William and. Um, it's yeah. just very, very cool to see all of this. Um, yesterday, it was interesting. They were talking about the Queen, and they have I, I don't and I'm I'm going to butcher this. They have Operation Big Ben, Operation London Bridge, and each one of those was a designation for where she would be at when she passed away. Right. Um, so, if she was in Scotland, it it was it was one of those, and I can't remember yeah. what it was, but very interesting. Well, I have in in the last minute or so, I'll, I'll add a couple of things in for you here. Um, First of all, if you haven't seen Prince Charles' speech that he made the day after his mother passed, a lot of people thought he was a bit of a, a you know, a piece of wet celery. And when you watch that speech, you will be floored. It was. I watched oh, it. Amazing. Watched it. Yeah. I mean, yep. it, it just yep. completely was an amazing speech. And uh, he is. Oh, he's been training for that job for 73 years. He clearly is ready for it. He is going to be an amazing king. That's the first you thing. You know what? Yeah. Let me just add to that. Let me add to that. What's amazing about it, Nick, is that he knew his role. He yep. was like, I will never overshadow or overstep my mom, the queen. Yep. And that was that was amazing. Yeah. And the second thing was, um, of course, we are all consumed with this, completely consumed with this. And so I've been watching tons of videos and finding out what's going on. But the most amazing thing to me is at the point that the queen had passed and the doctor had decided, you know, OK, you know, she's passed. The, her private secretary picks up the phone and says, London Bridge is down. And that is then transmitted to the uh, prime minister and she is given a note that says London Bridge is down and then the news is passed to everybody. The lights flash in every newsroom in the UK and they are given the news wow. that the Queen has passed. And the phrase is London Bridge is down. And uh, that is... That just gave me the chills. That yeah. just gave me the chills you saying that. He's putting the fancy back in pants. 
our auto expert, Nick Miles. Over 20,000 people have downloaded our auto expert podcast and many more streamers. Join the happy listeners via iHeartRadio, Pandora app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, ourautoexpert.com, and hours of endless fun await you. I'm Nick Miles. This is our auto expert radio show. Two million Americans get their automotive news daily from our auto expert. And uh, Automatic Andy, well, he just gets sandwiches. Yeah, I get pastrami's <laughs> all the time. Uh, so a lot of big news going on this week. You can, you can this week. You can really just close your eyes and point, and then you can just pick one. Um, Detroit, the auto show coming up. There is gonna be news. Probably most of it from Jeep. Is that Motor City? Well, yeah, Detroit's Motor City. You didn't know that. I know now. I do now. Good. I'm confident in my. Now actions. you're confident in your yeah. actions. All right, uh, Detroit where the big three reside um, is usually the biggest auto show, but it's struggled. It really has struggled over the last few years, and it's get, it, it moved from January to the summer. COVID got involved, and then COVID got kicked out, um, and then they've sort of tried to get it back in the summer. CES, which is the Consumer Electronics Show in Vegas, was the week before Detroit and really took a lot of the limelight away because it was starting to do car stuff and they were losing their budgets to CES and uh, there was a lot of trouble. And so they, they moved to the summer and it just didn't, just didn't go well. So ultimately what has sort of ended up happening was um, they, they tried to kick it off. It got canceled. They did it last year. It sort of, it was an open air festival at Belle Isle, which is, sort of a portion of Detroit. It just got rained out. Uh, this year they tried to put it on. It just just seems not to be going well. seems haphazardly thrown together. Uh, it's not. I mean, automakers are just being very cautious. Um, I will tell you that solidly there is good product there, but there's not that many big announcements. I am confident Except for Ford and Jeep. I was just going to back that up. Ford will have the new Mustang. Dodge is going to have a few, aren't they? Well, Dodge don't have any announcements, but they will have some. And Chrysler will have some. Hmm. So Chrysler have some big announcements. Uh, Jeep made a lot of announcements, but will have more. Um, and, s- of course, the new Mustang's big. It's the biggest selling sports car in the world. Yeah. So that's going to go on. No big deal. Uh, but Jeep, I have to tell you, definitely win. Is Fiat going to be there? I'm sure they will. What's Fiat some, doing right uh, now? Do you know what they're do doing? They do lots of little cars. They will be apparently going all electric. Hmm. Huh. They should just do that now and be ahead of the game. Well, here's the deal. It takes a long time to make the switch. I feel like the last time I heard from Fiat was when they hired Charlie Sheen to do their stuff. <laughs> That was a long time ago. Yeah. It's like I mean. me saying to you, why don't you go with a full body tattoo? And you're going, okay, well, why isn't it done? Oh, all right. It takes a little while, doesn't it? I see what you mean. Yeah. All right. It's not something you can just do overnight. No. I and then if you I want to change it, it takes a while to get it off. You got laser. As you're it. about to find out. Yeah. <laughs> I have a couple I need to get taken off. Yeah. There you go. Um, so it just, it's, it's a little complicated. But okay. Jeep announced their going to go with an electric program that end up in full electrification eventually, but they're going to start as quickly as early next year in Europe with a new vehicle called the Jeep Avenger. 
There's Nick. There's so Not much there. Not Revenger, but Avenger. Nick, there's there's a lot there that I need to unpack for the okay. con, for the well, conspiracy let, theorists. Let's start. Go. So they have. I think it's a bit. I don't cheeky. have answers, by the way, but you can start. Yeah. No. I I have. It's a bit cheeky of them to use to call the car an Avenger. Yeah. And have it exclusively only in the UK, because. We're all about the Avengers here in the United States. Well, first of all, they had the name long before it was a Marvel. Is it Marvel? Yes. A Marvel deal. Well, okay. my dad had an Avenger in the 70s. The Avengers were before the 70s. Yeah, they he had one uh-huh. in England in the 70s. An, a Dodge Avenger, I think it was. It's not fair. And, and they have the name copyrighted. They took a page out of the multiverse, and I have to give them... Their flowers for the production value of that, flowers. like respect, oh. like uh, for. Sorry, their, it was it was a it it was a wrestling guy term. I didn't understand flowers. Yeah, it was okay. a big big guy term. Yeah, so it was being nice. They use like the multiverse. They did like like time travel with portals uh, to do their. You lost me, but go on. To in the commercial and not the commercial, but the thing where they unveiled everything and they were talking to the kids. They would walk into the portals, and all of a sudden, they were in the Arctic. Is this a Magic the Gardening thing? No, it's a Marvel thing. Okay, go on. And I just think that they did a really good job, and I was impressed. But they, I just feel like they could have incorporated the Avengers a little bit into the Avenger car. Okay. That's what I would have done. What if What if Tony Stark came out and said, yeah, I'd buy this car? I then would have bought that car. He Doesn't he drive Audis? Yeah, yeah. I wonder if that'll change now. It might. That would I wonder be cool. if you'll drive a Jeep Avenger. Audi spent a lot of money to get uh, on the, uh, the Avenger roster. Yeah, no, no, I know they did millions. Had to have because it was featured like it wasn't just like oh here comes Tony Stark. It was like oh here comes Tony Stark and his tricked out R8 or whatever it was yeah. like super duper. Yeah, it was nice. They made a point to show like it looked a little commercial like when he got out of the car to talk to Captain America. But yeah, they. I'm sure there was two commas involved. There had to have been because it was in both of the Endgame movies. <laughs> I wonder what that would be like, though. Like, what kind of deal would that would be like? Is that is that, is that someone from marketing and or sales in Audi? Probably no, both. they have a placement company that places all those cars in movies. Had to have been two two commas. There's no way. Yeah, I wonder how much they pay. I wonder if we can get somebody on who does all that placement in movies to tell us how that works. Well, there was that one movie that unfortunately flopped that had like the whole, a lot of the movie, the plot point had to do with, uh, was it the Nissan? That oh, no, the Lexus Moonfall or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. I it mean, was about a Lexus dealer and everything. Yeah. I think that was a bit over the top. It was. Uh, it didn't do very good. Uh, we, uh, you know what? The, the, but Lexus were in that, um, the superhero movie that had the African-American cast. Oh, uh, Black Panther. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I thought Black Panther didn't do well, but apparently it was the best-selling movie of all time. Yeah, that would have been but, another one because there was a whole. Lexus were in that too. Yeah, they must. But spent I, a lot I of didn't. Money. I didn't feel like it did well. Um, you know, like I didn't feel like it was ranked number one, but it was the mm-hmm. biggest. I think it was one of the biggest movies of the year, or, or if not the number one movie of the year. It's in the top three of that. Marvel movies. For sure. I think it's in the top three of movies. Period. Yeah, like it's it was one of the biggest movies in history. Yeah, it was good, and they uh, the it was a good movie, definitely a good movie. One of the the iconic scenes was all the fight scenes on top of the cars. I yeah. mean, that was like five minutes of that. Yeah, 
No, it was a really good movie, but I, I, I had the impression it didn't do well, and I was I couldn't have been more wrong. Strangely enough, we will be talking to Carly Bly from Lexus College. Um, I didn't even know I could go to a college called Lexus. No, I there mean, is. <laughs> it's it's where they send all their people to uh, be educated about their Lexus product. Moi, moi. Um, she's going to tell us all about that new RX. So, um, which we have been deliciously cuddling. It's perfect. The only thing wrong with it is that I don't own it. Oh uh, well, I've I've said things like that before. I don't like how when you press the door handles, it takes a, a second to unlock. It is a little wonky. Yeah, and I got big thumbs. The thrill of the throttle. Our auto expert, Nick Miles. Locally created, nationally celebrated from the northwest to the southeast. This is the World's Car Radio Show. If it has a throttle, we'll feature it on air, online, on smartphone, or on smart speaker. This is our auto expert, where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. I'm your host, Nick Miles, along with Automatic Andy. So um, not only did we go to the launch of the new Lexus RX, but um, shortly afterwards, which is just weeks the vehicle arrived in our test fleet and we got the primo uh, amazing wonderful virtually glorious version which is the 500h there are uh, three hybrid versions and one gas only version and we ended up with the superb fabulous uh, 500h f sport which is the first sort of superb f-sport performance version um you brake hard you accelerate hard and it still feels like you're gliding on a piece of air um at the same time the plug-in hybrid which would be the third hybrid version is i think going to be a while away Mm -hmm. so it comes later but there's two hybrid versions at launch and then there's a gasoline version at launch um and the plug-in hybrid comes sometime in 2023 but we are graced to have the 500H in our fleet. Um, and I would say uh, it's very hard to find anything that Lexus did wrong. Don't you agree, Andy? Let me tell you that I don't run for any anything, really. And I ran to this car. <laughs> I ran. I ran to this car. And I can't. There isn't anything wrong. It's perfect. It The stitching, the seats. When you, when you sit in it, it feels like I'm... I'm Little Spoon when you sit in the seats. Well, I've never heard you say that. Yeah, I'm, I am i don't even like being Little Spoon, and I'm totally cool with it. And and the Mark Levinson system in it. Yeah, sound system. Nick, you like you having a good concert. Oh, my goodness. The concerts, I rival Beyonce. Really? You do? Yeah. In oh, yeah. singing? Yes. I'd like to hear that. Absolutely. We need to put embedded microphones in it and, and listen to that. But, you know, the person that knows more than we do, huh. which is surprising because I didn't know there was anybody that did. And there's not hardly. Yeah, is uh, is Carly Bly. She's from the Lexus College. Uh, you went to, um, you graduated from the University of Missouri, didn't you? I did. Uh, you know what's incredible is that, isn't it mandatory that you have to play banjo there? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm being no, funny. No, that was not yeah. part of my extracurriculars, Nick. <laughs> you don't remember that? <laughs> um, no, I must have said that. 
I like the fact that I mean I'm it's been there that way for a long time, but I love the fact that Lexus call it Lexus College because it makes everybody sound more intelligent than yeah, than us. Way more going is, on. Yeah, you've got way more going on than we do. Which actually, to be honest with you, please don't tell any of our two minute listeners, but that's most people. Uh, you <laughs> Lexus did such a good job in this. Like we are we are struggling to find things that are better you know that don't work in this vehicle um we always we always like to pick holes in anybody's poncho and this it's it's hard the only thing that we found that wasn't a hundred percent perfect was we'd like the elect the electronic door handles to be a little faster when you press the button but that's about it i think we couldn't find anything else the ride is perfect the interior is perfect the seats are perfect the acceleration is perfect i mean we were stomping on the brakes to see if no it's just it's you guys did uh, the engineers did such a good job in this vehicle it's really good yeah i, I love to hear you say that honestly um, we've been playing around with them a little bit since we had that press event and it just is a very proud moment for us, right? This is a, a vehicle that's very, very important to our lineup. Um, it is our number one selling vehicle. It is the core of, of Lexus. It's our first SUV. And for us, we want to do it right. We want to make our guests and our consumers continue to love this vehicle because that's what they continue to buy. But we also want to find new buyers and, and to your point, We've given them a lot of options and features and technology and just really, what can I say, hit a home run, hopefully. You know, that's what I'm hearing you guys say, and that just makes me super happy. I mean, I'm always about wow factor, right? I don't really so much care about the things that um, a lot of automotive journalists care about because I care more about what gets people suckered into buying cars, right? I care about what gets people interested in the first place. So, you know, the first thing is how a car looks from your first impression. And when you look at that grill and you look at that hood, which is usually how people are introduced to a car, it's amazing um in pictures but it really doesn't help when you see it in person it's so much better the pictures are good but the in person it it's a whole new vehicle it makes you feel completely like you're in being introduced to a new brand that is different the the the, the I don't know how to explain it, but the, the grill doesn't finish and the hood doesn't begin. It becomes one. Yeah, it's very spicy. <laughs> it's very, very spicy. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's very polarizing. Um, the design is something that I would say we're very proud of. We look to, to your point, Nick, we want something that is polarizing. We want something that, again, keeps our current guests in love with the vehicle, like the floating roof, for example, but something that's also going to attract new buyer. Um, so by changing those design elements, we're really able to accomplish both of them. Uh, but you're right. It is a very, very different look and it's very polarizing and it's much more upfront. Um, but the nice thing about it is, is not only is it a design element, but there are reasons that we do things, right? The hood is slightly lower. It gives better visibility and the A pillar has been moved back. So all of that design has a reason for it. Because it gives the driver better visibility and, and therefore enhancing their confidence when they're on the road. 
So one of the, this this doesn't this part didn't help me on the road per se, but one of the things that wowed me, Carly, was in the very back, there's like a plush leather wrapped cargo strap. So when you haul stuff, it doesn't get like messed up by the 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 strap. There's like this really nice leather stuffed thing that goes around the the strap. I don't know if that was on purpose. I don't know if that's what just because of the one that we got, but that was that wowed me. I like that a it's, lot. It's the small details. Um, that's one thing I can say is we do it right. We look at the details. We've got those Takumis as master craftsmanship uh, in their crafts or the craftsperson within their craft. Um, and they really pay attention to those those minor details that really make a difference in the guest life and in our lives. I mean, small things I mentioned before. I don't know if the two of you have heard me in our last conversation, but for me, the lock and walk feature is huge. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's not something that I think everybody realizes in their day-to-day life is necessary. But as I sit there the other day, true story, I was out at the barn and I have a horse up north of us and I had to take all of her winter blankets out getting prepared for the winter season. And these blankets are not small, right? They have to fit on a large animal. So you've got two or three blankets that are probably 20 pounds each that you're having to grab. And as I was sitting there pulling them all out of the trunk, I was sitting there like, no, 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 let me think this through. Let me work smarter, not harder. So I pressed the lock and walk feature, as I like to call it, grabbed all the blankets and was able to move into the barn and just know that the hatch was going to close and the vehicle would lock without me having to drop all the blankets on the ground and then hit the button. And and it just, it makes your life easier. So I don't doubt to your point that that was your wow factor was that small leather strap because we do put a lot of thought and the engineers and the designers put so much thought into what is going to make this guest life better and easier. I need and to, that's where they really work hard. I need to ask Andy a question. So hang on a second, Carly. Andy, what did you put the strap around before the the nice uh, leather piece on that got damaged that the leather piece didn't damage? I would have to disrobe and put my shirt around it. And no one but wants what, that. What's it? Magic the <laughs> Gathering cards. Oh, your magic, the gathering cards have been damaged by a strap in the past. Yeah, because it, oh, I would, I'd have to take it, it down so so tightly that it would mess up the boxes. <laughs> okay. And now, now, now you know you now, know who yeah. I don't have to do that with? What? The Lexus yeah. F-Sport. See? Okay, now I get it. I was just trying to think of what was it, a birthday cake? What, what, yeah. Well, oh, I haven't <laughs> even thought about the food yet. Yes, Nick. <laughs> All right, just trying to work it out what was being damaged. Yeah, my, yeah. my, my, my coveted magic card. You, Andy's a big magic player. So now I know. Yeah. He Carly, has, the car is great. <laughs> has millions of dollars <laughs> worth of cards. He doesn't want them being damaged. Yeah, it's so nice. The, I, you know, brother plays Magic the Gathering too, and he has a collection that I cannot even imagine the value on. You, so. oh, no. See, Carly, stop, now you know stop. what I'm talking about. Okay. Get back in your chair. <laughs> stop. Carly, you, you get it. You totally get it. I do. Oh, oh unfortunately. I totally do. <laughs> um, this fast is going downhill. Yeah. The ride in this vehicle, which is probably the last thing we're going to get to talk about now, we talked about magic. The ride in this vehicle <laughs> is unbelievable. Like I listened to that whole presentation, Carly, and uh, and it was like, yeah, it's going to be the smooth ride, and you know, you're not going to notice so much when you brake and when you accelerate. Oh my goodness! I thought it was just PR gobbledygook when I got in this car and I stomped on it and I braked. It's like riding on a curtain of air. It's amazing. You guys have done an amazing it, job. They, again, worked so hard on perfecting it. We talked about, and I know you, I, I know so many people had that same thought, right? It's like, oh, it's an RX. It'll be nice. Yeah. 
Yeah. But driving current gen compared to the next gen, yeah. the model you're 23 is just night and day. So think about it, right? We've changed the entire platform. It's on the global architecture platform. So that's the first part of it. Um, and then changing all of the, the engine and the transmission and whatnot, it has made such a difference. And then you look at those, those four pillars we talked about, the new chapter of Lexus, which was design, technology, electrification, and performance. And performance is where this really, really shines because you look at that philosophy of Lexus driving signature that we've talked about. Yeah. And Lexus driving signature goes back to exactly what you're saying, right? Every time a guest or a customer or a, a person gets in that vehicle, they know they're driving a Lexus. That's the goal yeah. is obviously you'll have the Lexus badge in the car, right? But the field that the customer and the driver get, they know, wow, this yeah. is yeah. similar yeah. amongst the line. Yeah. It's consistent, right? Yeah. It's yeah. enhanced handling, it's yeah. linear connection, all the things that enhance that driver confidence that you're talking about. Ask him anything. Our auto expert, Nick Miles, has an answer. Direct message your questions at our auto expert on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Our auto expert, Nick Miles. Catch up with previous episodes of the show, our website, ourautoexpert.com. You can hear all past shows, see automotive videos, and you can read insider car stories about your next ride. Our auto experts, where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily, you'll find it all at ourautoexpert.com. Automatic Andy's here, and uh, he has been driving the 2023 Acura Integra, a famous name with a famous guy inside with a famous piece of radio review or podcast review or audio review, depending on how you want to look at it. So we're all on the edge of our seats trying to find out if this gets Automatic Andy's stamp of approval. Andy, why don't you tell us about the 2023 Acura Integra? <gasps> Thanks, Nick. I'll take it from here. Uh, the one that we had was the A-Spec with technology, which is a big long sentence to say we had the fancy one. So they start at thirty grand, but the one that we had was forty-one because, of course, we are extra. So here's the deal, Nick. I really, really wanted one of these when I was seventeen, and at forty, I still really do want it, especially this one. So fresh off the production line for the new 2023 models, the Acura Integra is amazing. My buddy in high school had a year appropriate Acura Integra. We just shortened it to call it, hey, let's get in the Integ, because, you know, high school. Um, but there was a couple things that troubled me. So let's start with the cons. Number one, I really anticipated this to be quicker in the 0 to 60 category, better than 7 seconds, but it's kind of a hot, long 7 seconds. Um, I can almost do that on foot. And I had an expectation of the 0 to 60 time, and maybe my expectations were wrong, but I just feel like it could have got down the road a little bit quicker. If you're over 250 pounds, do not attempt to engage with this vehicle. Uh, that 7-second 0 to 60 time now is in the 8s, and adding that much weight to a car matters, I feel like. Um, the other part that I was kind of hoping that we would get that we didn't, that, that we didn't and I was a little disappointed was the lack of pop-up taillights. Um, or headlights and, and a coupe version for a car that reached cult status after being shelved in 2001 I kind of just wanted more and that's not just to say that this car doesn't have a lot it does but my expectations weren't met um, also it doesn't have a, an 8,000 rpm red line which means you, you can't do that cool wang 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 thing uh, it's a little nostalgia put into it namely the the 90s throwback um, the Integra lettering that's molded into the bumpers that was sweet that looked really really 
high tech, laser etched, super fancy, um, and that the in uh, the manual transmission. But that may not be enough for longtime Integra followers. That little detail is not going to be worth the price tag. Um, it'll be perfect for their kids uh, who like their parents back when you know Top Gun was originally in the movie theaters. Um, and my last con is that this is basically a Honda Civic with cooler buttons. I mean, from a, the, the car, everything in it is just a Civic and has different accurate decals. And there's, there are differences, but for the most part, at the end of the day, um, it's a, it's a souped up Honda Civic, which is still a great car. There's nothing bad about it, but I just wish that was, I don't, I don't think Acura is trying to like pull the wool over your eye, but, and I understand why it wouldn't be something that they would just not outright say, but we need to know as the consumer that this is just a fancy pants Civic. Um, so, but that's, you know, those are all kind of subjective. Those are all the things that I personally didn't like. You may not care that it doesn't get up to 8,000 red line or that, you know, the zero to 60 time or that it's basically a civic that's that's fine um but for the stuff that i did like it looks amazing the craftsmanship and the details are super beautiful and crazy the grill looks like it was cut out of an onyx stone by a red hot laser the rims are a perfect match whoever picked those out at acura deserves a donut and a high five uh, the colorway options look super good. Um, they got a, a brick red option and a white choice in addition to the all black. We had the black with the red trim, which looked amazing, but it would have been really cool to see the white one. I like that. Uh, the Acura symbol is illuminated, and it looks like it was carved out of carbon fiber. I mean, the car looks tough. It looks like it doesn't drive down the road. It cuts its way down the road. I really like that. It's zippy. It's got a 1.5 liter VTEC turbo engine. It gives 200 horsepower, and the Integra is a is a powerful and agile competitor. I wish it was a little bit quicker, but it does have a lot of power, and it sounds really cool. Um, I was actually shocked by this one. Uh, 30 miles a gallon in the city, 37 on the highway, and 33 combined. That's really, really good for the sport level and the, the zippiness of this car. There's four different driving modes, um, which equals four different driving moods, in my opinion. You get sport comfort normal and individual i'm not quite sure the difference between normal and individual it kind of felt the same but let me tell you it is so satisfying to engage in the sport mode and get it you know what i mean i don't think the one we had had left sport mode the entire time the audio system the e this is where this is where i think they shine a little bit more the els studio 3d you get 16 high fidelity surround speakers there's two overhead and one cargo integrated subwoofer so you can hear all the notes if there's some if a music producer uses an 808 machine you can hear all the eights all the o's and all the eights it's beautiful there's more cargo room than you'd get um than you'd get with a trunk there has it's 24.3 cubic feet before you fold the rear seats flat there isn't really that much more when you put the seats down however in my own independent research, I noticed that if you took the cargo cover off, you got a whole nother check-in size bag. So, does this car get the stamp of approval? Yes. Yay! It does. Uh, young and old Auto Andy would like this. I do, despite there being... Wait, there's two of you in the... there. I'm the size. That makes sense. Of two, yeah. Right. Now it makes a lot more sense. Despite this being more or less a fancy Civic... To me, it felt genuinely like its own car, but what do I know, Nick? Yes, I would buy one because you it's are automatic, Andy. 
Yeah, I don't. Hey, I've only been driving for three years, and I'm an expert. So I like the car. I mean, if you just, I just don't want there to be any wool over anyone's eyes. Yeah, you need to know what you're getting. Yeah, good. So I I, I thought it was amazing too. I mean, little, it's you know, it's your segment, but I thought they did a really good job, and I think they made it far enough away from the Civic to to not make it a Civic. I know they're the same company, Acura and Honda. But I think they pulled it far enough away from the Civic to not make it a Civic. I only think you would really know that if, one, you did the research like I did, and two, if you had a Civic and that at the same time, it would be like, oh, yeah, there's a whole lot of similarities. But I drove them back-to-back, and it didn't feel the same. Yeah, it doesn't look the same. They're the same size because, you know, the platform's, you know, there. Mm-hmm. But um, it doesn't feel the same. It doesn't look the same. It doesn't drive the same. They're similar, but they're not the same. If they could have got the zero to sixty, even in the fives, yeah, I'd have been happy with the. The fives. thing is, though, you got to keep the fuel economy down, and that means the engine. That's the thing. I mean, the for the thirty-three in city, thirty-seven highway, and thirty-three combined. That's pretty good. You know what? That only used to happen with those tiny little cars made in japan at one time yeah not the now you're getting out of a family car so. yeah yeah i'd get one and what kind of family i'll leave that up to you yeah <laughs> it's our kind of family the automotive crazy dysfunctional family that has a radio show oh or a podcast yeah a tv program and whatever else we have what else what else do we have oh a fleet of tons and tons of cars oh and you're a really good cook uh, where did that come in Sometimes we don't need to drive to get food. Yeah, that's true. Um, I do do a lot of cooking if I have the time. You're not afraid of the spice rack, I'll say that. Oh, whoops. <laughs> what else aren't I afraid of? Um, constructive criticism and making sure that I eat healthy. Backing a big car into a small space. You are a professional driver. If for some reason you ever lost your mind, you could be a NASCAR driver. What do you mean, if I lost my mind? If you think he's an automotive intellectual, you should try his spicy peanut butter chicken. Our auto expert, Nick Miles. This is our auto expert radio show, our auto experts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can start a conversation with us, ask us a car question, just direct messages at our auto expert. It's where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. I'm your host, Nick Miles, with Automatic Andy. What are you doing? Are you playing... uh uh, solitaire on your phone? No, Nick. I, I'm no, Nick. I was texting guests. Oh, you were. I was working. You were good. You caught me working. Um, you know what I'm doing? Working. Looking at pictures of the Kia uh, EV6 GT. I'm looking at a red one, and I've fallen in love. You have. Especially with the crazy amount of horsepower. Five hundred and seventy-six. Yeah, this is impressive. We've known about this car for a long time. In fact, almost as the GT as the EV6 was introduced. Uh, but in true style of anticipation, uh, Kia have kept us waiting, but not for much longer. Yeah, you gotta let the beat build. You know, um, is it like an intro to a song? Yeah, you gotta let it. You gotta let it, let it build up, and let then it, the crescendo. Yeah, and and then and then it happens. Boom. You know who the man who's gonna tell us all about the happenings? Tell me, uh, Jeff. Jeff uh, Jablinski is from uh, Kia. He's the guy with all the button pushing and the technology and stuff. Uh, he's an old pal of mine. Um, and we've been around the houses together, and uh, he's a journalist, and he's uh, he's done. We we have history. Have you guys broken bread? 
Oh, many times. A yeah. lot of breads. And we've we've broken bread, haven't we, Jeff? Certainly, we've broken bread, all sorts of and types of bread, also. We've nearly died together in Mexico. Oh man! Yeah, there's that story. Yeah. We'll, we'll share that. Yeah. We'll share that one day. Just it was an ice cream truck, wasn't it? I can't remember. Do you, do you have to wait uh, seven there, years. Yeah, some statutes of limitations, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on that one. Um, Jeff, this the the EV6 GT, um, you actually we actually got to see the real thing um, at Pebble Beach uh, Concorde d'Elegance, usually reserved for $100,000 uh, supercars, uh, but now it's been reserved for uh, the Kia's supercar, um, which is, of course, your EV GT6, EV6 GT. Um, and what a great place to do it, by the way, alongside the Italians and the British sports cars. Uh, you found the perfect place to slot it in. Yeah, picture this. We're, um, we're at the lawn at the Quail, uh, which is the, the exclusive uh, gathering of some of the highest performance cars in the world. And there the, we have the Kia EV6 GT making its uh, North American debut, surrounded by Pagani's. Uh, and the the cool thing about it, you talk about a crescendo. Uh, I mean, this 576 horsepower, 3.4 seconds, zero to 60. Suddenly, you're looking at an electric car that meets or beats all of these other cars off the line. And oh. It was the perfect place to show it. And you, you know, you guys don't have an accent either. It's like these. You can't understand half of these other guys because they have these <laughs> Italian accents. And yet, you know, these guys are uh, um. Jeff is totally cool. <laughs> And these other guys are all wearing suits. It's probably the same value as their car, yeah. Um, which is crazy. Uh, this was quite a, an amazing uh, thing for you guys. It was just amazing to have it there and to see it there. And, of course, I, um, I really want one. I really, really want one badly. Yeah. I, I, it, for me, it's never, never a choice. It's always a must-have. I just have to convince the rest of my family to let me have yet another car in the driveway. You talked about this for like a week. Yeah, it's it's just a great vehicle. So let's let's go through some of the details. So I just don't Google about it the whole time. Um, it's based on, of course, your award-winning and super successful EV6. Your uh, first m sort of major play in the electric market. Um, you have, of course, had electric vehicles before this with the Nero, um, and. But this is kind of the big play for you in the modern electric era, right? Certainly, yeah. I mean, like you pointed out, Nick, we, we, Kia has been making electric cars for over a decade, starting with uh, the Soul um, and then into the Nero. And EV6 GT, which we launched earlier this year, has been exactly, it's, you put it 100% right, it's, it's our dedicated, um, full-throated approach to, um, to electric cars. And EV6 GT takes this award-winning platform, which is um, eGMP, and it, which is capable of very fast charging, um, very quiet motors, very, uh, the battery density is best in the class, and it, the GT elevates it uh, to a really new level. Uh, and it's it's kind of it's a rocket off the line. I mean, you you feel this kind of instant torque, but without the the push and the the kind of shove that you get with some electric cars. I won't name names. And um, and it's it's smooth off the line, and it will take you up to 161 miles an hour very quickly. I love the idea of performance, and to me, you know, the power is amazing from an electric car, mostly because there is no transmission. It's smooth getting there, 
um, you know, racing it against things like the Ferrari Roma or the Lamborghini Huracan Evo. Um, it just is so much better because they have to switch through gears while and they make a horrible roaring sound and you know you get jolted around if you miss a gear if you're paddle shifting there's no way you can miss a gear in this because you just don't have gears so there's a massive advantage already absolutely and i mean we benchmarked supercars as well as the current electric cars and so that you could in theory have that comparison directly it's not just uh, speed versus speed. All of a sudden, you um, you have advantages uh, with the electronically controlled suspension, ELSD. Um, I mean, all of these performance-oriented features that, that bring EV6, which is a, a fantastic car to go on a long road trip with, suddenly this is a car you can bring to the drag strip and smoke everybody who comes there. So now you've added, <laughs> yeah. which I want to do, by the way. Now we've added, uh, when, when you do the drive of this, can we... Can we put it on drag strips with with uh, Ferrari Romas and uh, Lamborghini Huracan Evos? That would be her amazing. <laughs> well, I won't I won't give anything away, Nick. But uh, I think you might have that opportunity to get on the drag strip, and and oh. we welcome it because this is the kind of car that you have to drive to really believe. When when you see it, uh, it has that that uh, great stance, twenty one inch wheels neon accents but you it almost does a disservice to keep it sitting still. Uh, you really have to experience that that thrust. Uh, and seeing it come off the line, so I would I would pencil that in. I also like the fact, by the way, that it's not over ostentatious. It's not crazy, crazy looking, because if you park a Lamborghini somewhere, it becomes immediately a massive center of attention, and that's great for ten minutes, and when you really want people to pay attention to you. But when you're running down to the grocery store, the last thing you need is. 25 15 year olds from the high school hanging out by your car yeah big target all the time on it. yeah if you want to run in and get you know some almond milk you don't need that every day um so ultimately people sort of don't always unless they know they don't always hone in on you and a lot of times i like that i like to be under the radar just enough mm -hmm. unless people know and so I like that about this. And, and this, you know, you know, like you can look over and go, oh, wow, that's a GT, by the way. Yeah. Like, so it's cool, but most soccer moms don't quite get it. That's <laughs> that's the best thing about it. Um, you gave it drift mode, Jeff. So tell me more about drift mode. Drift mode is incredible. And in an era when supercars have gotten very easy to drive, suddenly we've developed something that actually takes a little bit of talent to get right. Um, and I can say this, having um, spent some time drifting a prototype, and, and you you know, um, we, we've all done some drifting exercises in, in this business, and I thought I was pretty good. All of a sudden, because drift mode disconnects most of the front motor power and sends all the power to the rear, um, all of a sudden you're left with this incredible amount of torque available, basically with with the, the push of a toe, not even the whole foot. So it's your you get to spin the car, um, and it, it takes a lot of control to get that drift. But once you do, uh, it is as shocking of a performance car as basically anything else that is out there. And you're making figures of eight, you're uh, full circles, and it's pretty incredible. I can't wait to see uh, how you do with it. One of the things is I had recently had the opportunity to do that in, in another uh, electric vehicle, and I decided not to do a video of it because it, it's just going to encourage people to do it. So I think it's a lot of fun, but I always worry about, you know, some kid 
15-year-old getting their dad's version of the car and then me getting emails from the dad going, why is my car in a ditch? Because <laughs> you showed my 15-year-old how to drift it. Um, they're great things to do, amazing uh, things to do, and I cannot wait to try that. Um, this, of course, is has one of the best things about the EV6 is you develop something for real world, which makes an absolute unbelievable difference and that is the charge times in this vehicle because the charging time makes difference to everybody right so you can charge this faster than any other car basically on the market in this family of vehicles absolutely so if you're if you're um, let's say at a drag strip and you're you're going out all day and you can show up with a full charge um, spend hours out in the drag strip because um, remember the the amount of power you're going to use um, is uh, going to get you down the strip and then back and you can go charge the car at a 350 kilowatt charger it's going to replenish the battery um, in just about 20 minutes to 80 percent which is pretty incredible so it's a great road trip car it's a great performance car you can you can do your uh, your performance activities on the weekend and then spend all week and basically just have to charge it once that to me is the best real world thing that you can do with any of the ev6s um if you get the good battery and that is an absolute slam dunk and of course that comes in the gt all right last question for you when and do we know how much is this available yeah so we're hoping for um uh, to talk about price very soon and as far as availability goes it's just a couple of months away in the november december time frame so we're very excited to get it out on the road and demand for ev6 is so great that we can't build enough of them fast enough so, so um, we hope that EV6 GT is just going to continue that demand. How would we order one? Do we need to go online? Do we need to talk to the dealer? What's the system? Yeah, you should call your local Kia retailer right now and let that person know that you are interested in, in a Kia EV6 GT and to put you on the, the list uh, so you're a priority when you get there. But, Nick, you're always a priority to us, so we're going to make sure you get it pretty soon. Aww. America's fastest-growing automotive radio show. Our auto expert. Nick Miles. Over 20,000 people have downloaded our Auto Expert podcast and many more streamers. Join the happy listeners via the Apple Podcast app. Hours of endless fun await you. I'm Nick Miles. And this chap next to me, well, that's Automatic Andy. Our Auto Expert radio show and podcast is listened, by two, listened to by 2 million Americans. And I will tell you, Every single one of them is in Andy's phone book. Our Auto Expert and OurAutoExpert.com are your favorite places to go, aren't they, Andy? I'm going to, I owe all of you a hug. You do? Yeah, I vowed to hug all two million of you. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> there is a lot of interesting news this week. Uh, the, <laughs> the Jeep brand announced a comprehensive plan for its next generation of fully electric 4 by e vehicles as part of a sustainable transformation to become a, the leading electrified SUV brand in the world. The plan, which is which actually premiered on their YouTube channel, calls for the introduction of four all-electric SUVs in North America and Europe by the end of 2025. As part of an ongoing comprehensive production plan, 50% of Jeep brand sales in the U.S. will be fully electric by 2030, while 100% 
50% of European sales will be all electric by then. The plan is in full support of the net zero carbon emissions target set by Stellantis during the Dare Forward 2030 long-term strategic plan. Driven by the success of uh, their electric 4xe portfolio in North America and Europe, uh, they have des- uh, des- des- they have been designing and developing the uh, most capable and most sustainable Jeep SUVs to date um, on that path have become basically the leading zero emission SUV brand in the world, uh, which is actually exciting for them. Uh, This is really a forward-thinking strategy to help ensure millions of Jeep fans around the world continue to have a planet to explore and embrace and protect as they move forward. Electrification is a great way for them to really make everything, uh, you know, make all their vehicles still capable and exciting, but also be sustainable and fun in the future. Now, the brand is showing uh, some first images for their fully electric SUVs. Um, those include the new Jeep Recon, an all-new Wrangler, uh, a new Wagoneer. Um, they have the Wagoneer uh, S, which is what the Wagoneer is codenamed to be. And those will arrive in North America, the regions around the world soon. And the Jeep Avenger will arrive in Europe in the next year or so. So that is exciting. Uh, they're building upon the success of the wagon, uh, the Wrangler 4xe, which is now listed as the best-selling plug-in hybrid vehicle with PHEV in the United States. Now, I have ordered one of these. And you told me about it, Nick. But and- I can't tell you what I've ordered exactly because it's embargoed. Did you get the recon? No, the recon's announced. What I ordered is something coming in the end of the year. So you got the, oh, I know what you got. You got, got the 4x4 four by, four by E. I got the Jiggity. The Jiggity E? I can't tell you what it's called, yeah. I just, so with the, I have a question about the recon. Why, I I love having options. Like when I get chicken nuggets, I usually get 10 different sauces. I might use two. I might use eight. But I like having the option. So what I'm getting at is with the recon, you can take out the window and the doors. The roof and the doors. What? Can't just take the window out. I thought you could. Take the doors out. Why would the you do that? The windshield folds down. That's what I meant. Yeah. Why would you need that? You want open air. You want, you want to eat bugs while you drive. Why can't I do that in a Bentley? It's a Bentley. I just feel like, I mean, I appreciate the option, but what do you, how a come? A lot of people like the open air. They want to be able to. But the door though? Yeah, the door. Dude. I don't. I've never done that. You want to scoop up It'd the... It'd probably get easier for me to get in. Maybe. Is it hard to take the door off? Well, there's a few bolts. I don't get it. They give you all the tools and where the bolts go in a little kit that's under the seat. You pull it out, ratchet it off, a few bolts, and then they give you a storage bag for the door in the back. Hmm. Oh, that was my next question. What do you do with the doors? Yeah, there's a storage bag, and you can keep them in your garage. And then they can also give you replacement doors, which are like tube, a tubular piece of metal with a net on the bottom so your stuff doesn't fall out. I'd be afraid I'd come back to my car and someone would put their soda on my front seat. What? You're out in the middle of the wild. What? Is it going to be a wild man covered in mud who runs up to your car and puts his soda? He probably doesn't have a soda. I'm telling you, what if a bear went through Taco Bell or well, something? Well, guess what? Don't take your doors off then. You have a choice. You're American. You have a choice. Yeah, I have, I have four choices. Yeah. I do, I do like... Then get a Wagoneer S. I like all these Zero wagons. to 60 in 3.5 seconds. 
Yeah, it's big and quick and beautiful like yeah. me. Exactly. Nick, I really like these. Did you say quick? For like 20 feet. Okay. It was that, 25 earlier. Did you eat something? Yeah, I have a heavy stomach right okay. now. Okay, right. Okay, just checking. Nick, these cars are beautiful. Yeah, they are. Dave did an amazing job. Ralph Shields, who is the head of design for Atlanta, Atlanta Stellantis, Atlanta, for Atlanta and Stellantis, um, he's amazing. The production quality of this rollout is amazing as yep. well. Yep. Everything looks in like 200,000K. Yes. Uh, I, which is your favorite? I like actually the Avenger I like a lot, but it seems like the Avenger is... Very Everyone's uh, upset that it's not coming to North America. There'll probably be a, lo a load of protests about that. I like the grill of the Avenger because it's it has LED lights and it's just habitually. Well, look on. at the the LED lights in the Wagoneer S. Yeah, that looks tough. It it actually looks more the size of the um, Grand Cherokee. The Avenger has tuned suspension to handle cobble roads, though. Yeah, because they have color in it. What, what do you think about the recon there? That I, one? I like the recon because you can take stuff off and it looks like a, it looks I like like the, a Lego. Yeah, I like the squareness of that because it's very Wrangler-esque. That mm. looks more Land Rover, Range Rover-ish. That's what I've been waiting for, the recon. That's a good one. Is that the one you're getting? Yeah, recon. But that's 2024. Ah! That's years away. One I'm getting Fine. comes in two years. The one I'm getting comes this year. I'd get that as soon as it comes available. You getting a new car this year? Yeah. I want to sit in it. You were you were there when I picked my Bronco Sport up. You got to ride in it before my spouse did. I did? Oh, I did. Yeah. Yeah, we made yeah. a cheeky video about yeah, it. Yeah, you remember that? Yeah, we did. Yeah, you, did you get hit in the head since then? Yeah, Nick, I have a big head. There's <laughs> a lot of things that go on in there. Sometimes I have to make room for new stuff. Uh, it's like a conveyor belt. Kinda. Stuff comes in and stuff falls <laughs> off the other end. Pretty accurate, yeah. Yeah car stuff that's why you can't drive a manual isn't it i don't know there's two brakes dude i don't you need to pick one manufacturer yeah well um there's not one's a clutch do you know what a clutch is no and i'm at this point at 40 i'm not gonna know really i just i don't is there anyone in in podcast land that can teach automatic andy to drive a, a manual vehicle please get hold of us on social media part of the reason is is too much concentration and i really like having my concerts yeah, well, maybe we're going to take the stereos out of all the cars. That's not funny. No. I... Because, Nick, because when I drive, I have to sing. You have to sing? I have to. It makes me a better driver. Yep. <laughs> it does. Oh, do we have another hour in the show, please? Yeah, because I have a lot to say about that. No, I have a lot to say about you being a better driver. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, the police line's lit up. I think they want to talk oh, to you. Oh, good. Hello, this is Automatic Andy. This is the police department. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, you didn't see me do nothing. Show me no face, no case, officer. Ooh. <laughs> I can already feel them wanting to get hold of you. Yeah, don't worry about it. If you see me having a concert in a new Lexus, mind your business. Look, there's blue lights in the parking lot. I know. They're quick with it. <laughs> they're after you. Fine. They found you. Gresham police, I'm sorry. <laughs> Why is it Gresham always? You know it's Gresham. I thought it was Van Tucky. <laughs> we may not be back next week. Listen to previous episodes of the show, watch automotive videos, and get the latest inside automotive info at ourautoexpert.com.